Hi. Hi. <laughs> Long time no see. Yeah. Our one year, one leap year anniversary is coming up. So we're thinking we're either going to go to like Niagara Falls. We're not really sure what we're going to do yet. We're trying to figure out something to do, but we're going to do something over a weekend. So we're going to see if Mark's mom will watch him for the weekend. Mark's sister wants to take him for a little bit too. So just to get away. I was going to say, if you're ever in in a pickle, we can take him too, you know. Thank you. <laughs> Greg you is the, awesome. the, the baby whisperer. I'm not. I'm terrible with children. I don't think that's true because you should have seen <laughs> Wayne's face when he heard your voice. He was like, hi, Greg. And then you said hi. He's like, hi. <laughs> <laughs> Does he listen to a squint cast in the car with you? <laughs> Sometimes, yeah. <laughs> Probably how he recognizes my voice. He recognizes eh? your voice. Yeah, he's like, oh, it's a lady on the radio. The yeah it's a lady from the radio she's here to chat with me oh my god that's so funny. the famous lady <laughs> yes it's me i'm famous i know i know <sighs> i'm the problem oh. it's me no no problems mm-hmm. should we talk about this episode yes i was gonna pull up i meant you to... pull up the details for this episode yes you know I, what i'm getting uh... at because I wrote down who directed and wrote it, but I closed my page. That brought up. We are so details. close to the end of the season. It's crazy. It's crazy. And I want to talk yes. a little bit about the characters because mm-hmm. I swear this episode was filmed. I don't think it actually was, but it seems like it's filmed in a different time. Okay. Well, on that note, Let's welcome everyone to uh, this episode of Squint Cast. My name is Kelly. I'm Brittany. And we're going to maybe clue you in on some of our private talk before we started the show, but maybe not. Maybe it's just going to stay a secret. <laughs> we were talking about traveling to the Bahamas. We we're talking about Christmas stressors. And uh, we're going to eventually talk about season three episode 12 called the baby in the bow perfect so yeah christmas is stressful why does it have to be so damn stressful <laughs> it drives me crazy how stressful it is it's just a lot of a lot of events all at once and then you got to buy the gifts and you got to do this and you got to do that but we'll make it through i believe <sighs> well you're way more prepared than i am you even have your tree up i don't even have a tree greg is threatening to go uh through facebook marketplace to go pick up a free tree in bowmanville this week (laughs) no (laughs) he was gonna go up to planitza today and drive up there and chop a tree down i was just like i worry like when he goes to get trees because he literally will come home with these monstrous things that are (laughs) They take up literally half the, the room. And I'm like, I can't. <laughs> I would, I said, he, if you uh... go... he wants a huge tree. He has this like obsession with massive trees. What is his name? What is that guy's name? Clark? 
um oh, for fuck, Christmas Clark vacation. Griswold? Clark Griswold. Yes. <laughs> yeah, when they open the tree, they bring it home. They're like, this is the one. They bring it home and they release it, and it's like breaks every window, like <laughs> smacks the cat. <laughs> oh my god. Anyway. Yeah, that's yep. exactly. One year, <laughs> Greg hilarious. and I got a tree together. We picked up a tree for us, and we picked up a tree for his parents. The tree he got for his parents, it's like they would play this game, him and his dad, where if his dad got us a tree, it would be, like, so big I could barely fit it, like, in the room. And then so Greg would get back at him the next year by getting him an even bigger tree for their house. It's just like, <laughs> guys, guys, like, come on. <laughs> And it's deceiving because oh when you go to chop down a tree in the woods, you don't think yeah. it's that big. You think, oh, this is a good tree. And then it ends up being this, so big. You're like, oh, yeah. shit. Because it's out of context. You know, it's like not in the woods anymore, you know? No. When, when it's an open error, there's no uh, ceiling reference. Yeah. It's to like figure confined. out how tall and huge it is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Do you want to hear about the director and writer of The Baby, Baby in the, the Bow? Yes, let's do it. What do we got? So we have Corrine Rosenthal. She is the person who oh. wrote this episode. Yeah, we know her. We, oh, yes, we know her very well. She's the executive story editor on a ton of episodes between season two and 12. So she's with us the whole time, basically. Mm -hmm. right. The Within season three, she only wrote two episodes. So she wrote this episode and she also wrote the episode The Secret in the Soil. So that was the other one where that's the organic farming episode. I barely remember that episode. It feels yeah. like it was so long ago. It feels like an eternity ago. It was the daughter or somebody yes. who killed the guy. The daughter killed him because he she thought and the sister and this and the half sister because she, she thought know. she pushed her and she hit her he head was, against the thing the yeah. guy her boyfriend killed the guy with the pitchfork yes yes you're right and then she, she but pushed they didn't the know that he sister. wasn't cheating they thought that her father was cheating on her mother but it actually just turned out to be her half-sister yeah that he was exactly. hanging out with so there's that. And then Ian Toynton. Toynton? It's actually kind of a weird name to say. But so he directed <laughs> 28 episodes. The um, first episode he directed of Bones was The Widow's Son and the Windshield. And he went on oh. to, in season three, the only other episode he directed in this in this season was this episode, The Baby and the Bow. But he goes Alrighty. on to direct a ton of episodes um two or so in each season some okay. seasons more but for the most part two for every season until season 12 so we will experience a lot of ian Toynton, who also yeah. recently directed some seal team episodes oh, too wow this is crazy eh he must really like uh he must really like David Boreanaz. <laughs> I'm rummaging around looking for a pen. I need to write. I like to write things down. Makes sense. And I can't believe like the two pens I've already tried are dead. So here we are looking for pens. He, he directed 23 episodes of The O.C. as well. Who, Toynton? 
Yeah. Okay. Are you an OC girl? No. It was one of those shows that was always on in my grad room. Yeah. In high school. Like, we had a little right. room for just the grads. Right. Um, you had and it was on repeat. Like for grads they... in your high school? Yeah, it was pretty sweet. My God. Like, it was, so it was our locker room, but we, like, the... What kind of school did you go to? I did go to a private school, so I feel like that's oh, why. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. Here we go. My private school privilege is showing. The uh... Okay. <laughs> okay okay so we had a room in there we had our, our oh, locker no. room which was like <laughs> in a in like Things a are falling sorry no problem you had a private yeah, we had locker, our locker room? room that we had like a little tv area with these couches that were like they, they probably had bed bugs like they look so gross but it worked out you would know if they had bed bugs we would they were just very dirty not well taken care of oh shit I'm knocking shit over. <laughs> uh, yeah, let's not do that. Anyway, that is my update. This episode aired on April 28th, 2008. So. Okay. It's been a while. It's been a while. Um. Okay, so. It's been a few days since I watched this episode. No problem. So. I'm just, once we start talking about it, I'll remember the vibe and we'll, we'll know more about what to do. What this to episode about. is very funny. I thought. I laughed a lot. And then I also, I'm just going to warn you right now. I fucking cried. I fucking cried yeah. at this episode. The ending, especially to me. Yes. 100%. Makes me very emotional. Oh my God. And... I are now I'm remembering who my king is. But anyway, <laughs> shall we okay. begin? Well, yeah, we can begin, but I already know who your king is because it's the same yeah. king every episode. No, it's not. Hodgins. Okay, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's make a snappy. Go. <laughs> let's do this. Okay, so Booth and Brennan are driving, and Brennan is bragging mm. unintentionally about how super extra loaded she is. Jesus and her Christ. agent is trying to, or no, sorry, not her agent, her her accountant. There's a lot of accountant talk in this episode, so uh, <laughs> bear with me for those Brittany's who don't ears. remember. Brittany's I'm an accountant. Perked up. <laughs> oh, accountant. Oh, accounting. <laughs> also, this is a, is this the first time we've heard about her accountant? Because it sounded like she wasn't in very had a very good grasp of her finances. She did mention her accountant, I think, in season one, and we were both like, I don't think her accountant's very good because she had no idea what was actually going on. But she's getting a seven-figure um, advance on her next book, which is nuts. And Booth is completely floored by this. <laughs> which i don't know why he would be he's probably like okay lady i'm not driving you around anymore well you should drive but anyway the first number of her advance is a prime number so it could be anything <laughs> i love how he's trying to ask her how much money oh yeah and she's like yeah no i'm i'm quite loaded oh I'm, my I'm, god i'm quite loaded so ultimately no but no wait my favorite part is where she asks him after she he tells her that or she tells him sorry that yeah. you know her account wants him to her to shift her money around in the cayman islands 
uh he's like she goes why what do you use your money for <laughs> he says food and rent <laughs> i was like okay there we go there's a normal person Nor- so normalizing real life Ooh, he's just like us <laughs> food and rent what the fuck food and rent, obviously. <laughs> obviously i'm on a government salary give me a break Jesus. He should get credit for being part of her books. <laughs> I agree. Especially in the movie rights. I wonder, sorry, I'm just having a very small aside here because I'm just having yeah. a, a brain thought. <laughs> yeah, what's your thought? But what is Kathy Reich's net worth? Oh, good question. Pretty her net worth is $10 million. But have they done any of her books into movies? I think her books became Bones, like the show. Okay. So. And I wonder if that's like more profitable. I feel like now it would be, but I think at the time that Bones actually was released, it was less profitable to go. Like, TV shows never didn't used to make as much money unless they became huge hits, which this one did. So he went for 12 fucking seasons, plus yeah. it's syndicated, plus it's on streaming. Like, come on, man. True. So it did pretty well, I would say. But it's not the Update. same. I feel like Update. now. Yes. Update. I have a pen. Thank you. <laughs> that took you like 10 Jesus minutes. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Gee, have you seen this room? Have you seen this room? I really like the lamp behind you. I don't think I noticed that before. I'm trying to get rid of it. Greg found it in the fucking garbage, and I'm just like, can we get rid of this lamp, please? Like, I, there's nowhere else I'm going to put it in my house. It doesn't suit anywhere <laughs> in my house. Maybe I'll just give it to you. Maybe. Although I'm pretty <sighs> sure if I collect one more piece of anything, Mark is going to flip his lid. It looks yeah. very pretty. It's very pretty, but useless. Like, it doesn't go anywhere in my house, so. Well, it looks very okay. nice right behind you. Okay, sorry. Where are we? We have so arrived that's just at the beginning the... of the episode, yeah. What's happening? Yes, we, we've <laughs> arrived at the crime scene with, that they were driving to, and there's been a big car crash and a fire. There's a bunch of law enforcement, off, law enforcement officers, and a local sheriff dude gives them the rundown. Brennan uh, goes up to the car, and the driver slash victim is this piled of pile of charred meat <clears throat> basically brennan can tell that they were doused in gasoline which is horrifying to think that for a second i was like god could you imagine somebody setting you on fire and then you're still alive anyway she determines we're gonna come back victim- to that Yes, we are. She determines the victim is female, early 20s, and that she is a mother as well. They suffered skull trauma, some crushed legs or something. And then there's a noise that piques Booth's, you know, interest and he gets everyone to shut up. And he looks around and he looks up in the trees. And what do you know, there's a baby in the tree in a car seat just being very fussy in his car seat and this is wild to me it is insane absolutely wild i guess this car seat was not strapped in properly also the way the angle of the car like of where the where the baby is facing compared to where the car is yeah unless this baby like flipped around a bunch of times like his mother had her (laughs) yeah like just twirling up and down this baby was forward facing 
in her car, which is not yeah. a good thing. Also, this baby was in the car. Yeah. Well, his mother was doused in gasoline and set on fire. And somehow Wild. the car seat has no charring on it. Yeah. I, I, Brittany, there's all kinds of things. Anyway, it's wild. You have to be a sick person to but do that. But also, it's a charmed child. Obviously, God yes. has plans for this child. Regardless, the yes. first responders get the kid down, and everybody's shocked that the kid survived this car crash. Brendan argues that car seats are great, and Boo says, oh, yeah, from flying out of a car and landing in a tree? Because <laughs> she's like, They're intended oh, use. Car, car seats are very effective. And like, oh, yeah, they're really effective at stopping... <laughs> <laughs> saving you from a car crash and landing in a tree it's like the circumstances are so outlandish that a car seat person manufacturer would never be able to even they could ever replicate kind of it situation exactly yeah so one of the listen to this one of the emts has the baby and booth tells brennan the kid looks really fussy and she should take him and she's like just because i have boobs doesn't mean that she's good with kids and she tells him to take the baby he gladly takes this baby. This is like, this is why I think I loved this episode because Booth yeah. was so into this baby. Okay. He was on fire just generally, even with the quips. Like, <laughs> oh my God, I have so many things to say about this whole baby situation. But I will mention right now, I'm just going to say it now, and I'm going to say it many times throughout this episode. This baby is great. I love oh, amazing. this baby. I love and this so baby. cute, like next level cute. And then I just want to say this is so funny because Booth starts talking to the baby and he's calling. He's like, "Don't worry about your grumpy auntie bones." <laughs> like he's calling both Brennan all grumpy. Yeah. And then the kid I am not starts, grumpy. She's like, "I'm not grumpy." And then the kid reaches out and starts touching her, and she's like recoiling from him, like. <laughs> don't touch me you disgusting child yeah and then the sheriff is there and he tells booth like woof kids ripe you better change that dipe and yeah. uh <laughs> so this whole scenario is insane what happens next so booth takes off his coat to lay the kid on while he changes the diaper and like in the back of the ambulance <clears throat> and brennan checks the diaper bag they found in the car and she finds this key that's somehow like sewn into the lining of this bag that was ripped open so then Booth's looking for baby powder. So he says, while you're looking, go get an evidence bag for the key, grab some baby powder from the EMT. And then he, no, he left her with the baby while he went to get yes. an evidence bag. That's right. And some baby powder. And, and baby powder. She is so uncomfortable being left alone with this child. And she starts acting like really funny with this kid. It's hilarious. <laughs> the whole the whole episode is hilarious also as of this year um johnson and johnson actually stopped selling their baby powder because it's not good there's it's not like if the baby inhales it it's yeah, actually no. not good for them makes sense makes sense yeah. that's interesting i didn't know they stopped selling baby powder it was yeah 2020 I think there were a bunch of lawsuits, and then 2023 they discontinued. discontinued but they still sell gold bond, gold bond powder. For yeah, people, I, th adults. I think it's a specific type of powder that they just discontinued. Uh, anyway, I was just googling it because I remember when Wayne was born, 
the nurses in the hospital were like do not use baby powder because i had bought some and they were like don't use them don't use it and i was like what so i was watching this episode and i was like why are they using baby powder (laughs) no more baby powder so booth runs back because he hears the kid crying and he's yelling at brennan like i can't leave you alone with this kid and the kids rolled over and and brendan's like hey look he rolled over she's all excited so it turns out that brennan took this key that she found in the diaper bag put it in booth's pocket or something that was on the floor of the ambulance where the kid was put it directly on his jacket like directly beside the baby yeah so i guess instead of holding on to it (laughs) picked it up and it swallowed it yeah and now booth says to brennan well the key is evidence the baby has a key the baby is now your responsibility he is now evidence which chain of custody works (laughs) this whole episode starts off with this whole baby is evidence thing and it's just so funny so she takes the baby and he starts to pee on her (laughs) and booth takes him away so he pees away from her and he says "Ooh." (laughs) <laughs> now that's a stream like he's so proud of the kid for having a stream of pee why do men why are men so fascinated with how far their pee goes how far their pee goes and how big their farts are <laughs> i'm not even kidding my two-year-old is like big fart he will push farts out on purpose and be like big fart <laughs> And I think it's hilarious, so I encourage it. <laughs> Sorry, you just took a drink of your drink. It's so funny. <laughs> it's hilarious. They're obsessed. They're I'm obsessed. Like, and I, I totally encourage it. Like, I think it's hilarious. So <laughs> he's going to be like one of those kids that's just totally got no filter. He's not going to be trying to hold his farts. He's going to be in kindergarten no. just like letting it well, rip. Have you met Greg? <laughs> Jesus Christ, he does no problem. It's a Slovenian thing, I think. We were talking to a friend of mine outside of a meeting the other day, and he just farted. Like he's like, "Well, I well, I stepped away, so I wouldn't fart in front of you. I farted over there, but I heard it. It Mark. was huge. It's it so like loud." Mark. Mark, Mark will be at dip, like we'll be at his family's place, or they'll be here, or whatever. And like it's like the building vibrates. I'm like. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> and then he's like, oopsies. <laughs> or he just won't say anything. Oh, it's funny. I'm and sorry. we're all like <sighs> Listen, so don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. I am a huge lover of toilet humor. Like it's one of the most base, basic. Oh, same. Things. I think it's hilarious. I laugh. <laughs> so hard when it's like anything to do with that stuff it's oh, yeah. so bad it's so bad i'm I'm encouraging my toddler <laughs> whatever <laughs> whatever there will be other kids and then there will be other kids who like don't that the parents don't fart in front of each other and they'll be like oh, oh and whatever. then that's fine we don't want to be friends with them anyway they're not fun <laughs> they're no fun Okay, so da 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 da. We have our intro.
Okay. So it turns out, so we're back at the lab with back of the lab lab with Cam, Angela, and Zach, and they're standing around just chilling with this baby. And uh, Hodgins comes back in with this wand to try to test to make sure that they're trying to make sure that the baby actually does have the key inside of him, which very clearly immediately they, they put this wand over top of him and it's it makes a beeping sound it's very clear that the key is unfortunately inside his body needs to be passed it turns out that um because of russ being in jail he had actually strongly encouraged brennan to become a foster parent my camera is zooming all over my room right now i don't even know what's going on i live with ghosts it's fine um (laughs) like what is happening why is this happening oh my god what's going on there's a ghost in the corner (laughs) there's a ghost in my room anyway that's basically the extent of it um uh, angela brenna walks in and is like what the heck why have you not started this um invest why haven't you not why have you not started doing like your work why haven't you done ac- any work so far yeah and angela was like we don't want to be looking at this body this dead body with this poor kid directly beside his mother like no the, the kid cannot be in the room when we start our work so um yeah, so ultimately Angela ends up taking the baby and it's actually she gets so excited about hanging out with this baby. Mm-hmm. It is absolutely adorable. The <clears throat> cutest thing ever. Yeah. Um and just the way that Hodgins looks at her. Yeah. When when he sees how she reacts to hanging out with baby unknown name at this moment, yes. then <laughs> Yeah, it's it's just very sweet. But when she <laughs> She walks away and she's like, get used to this. I want a million. And he's like, uh, <laughs> she wants like a million two? kids. Yeah. <laughs> like, so by a million, he's like, two, right? Sounds great. <laughs> sounds great until he realizes how many that is. Like, he's like, oh, that's shit. a lot. <laughs> well, he can afford it. Jesus. Yes. And isn't that what rich have... guys do now? It's all rich guys do now is procreate because they think like that's the key to winning is to procreate yeah. and have tons of kids like Elon Musk and Nick all Cannon. those guys. They want tons of kids. Ugh. Anyway, enough of that. We'll go on. We're back. We're going to the FBI next. You definitely and need to f- talk about this. <laughs> well, my favorite agent, Charlie, shows up. Agent Charlie is here. And he tells Booth that the car involved in the car crash was registered to a dead guy. So apparently someone used to sell old junk cars to people who wanted to get off the grid from this town, I guess, where it was registered. And they sell like unregistered and unlicensed vehicles so people can, you know, get a cheaper car and not have to deal with all this crap. So Charlie then asks Booth, he says, is it true that Dr. Brennan is taking care of the baby? Because I'd really love to see that. (laughs) (laughs) And Booth like tells him to get the fuck out of his office. Basically, he's just like, get out of here. Get out of here. Anyway, what, what's so it, great though. about this scene? You love that scene just because Charlie wanted to talk it's about Charlie. it? It's Charlie. Charlie's there. Yeah, I, I love knew, Charlie. You had to talk about it because you love Asian Charlie. I do. I love Charlie. What can I say? I mean, he's a good person to like. I he's agree. a great character. Back well, at the lab? What do we Yeah, got? back at the lab. We have Zach and Brennan and Cam and Angela. Mm. They're just hanging out. 
looking at the yeah. body. Yeah. And um actually Angela's not there at first. But no. so they're they're figuring out a couple things about this person, about this victim. She appeared mm-hmm. to have a very strenuous job. So she has a lot of markers that show that she worked very hard and she had a lot of injuries to show for it. And they also have realized that she was dead before she was lit on fire. So that's cool. Um, While they're talking about this... Thank they... God. Yes. <clears throat> while they're talking about this... And oh, and they also came to the realization that they should be able to take the bones, grind them up, and based on some analysis that they're going to do, they could actually figure out where this victim lived just from that, right? Which is really cool. Um, Wonder but if they Angela... could tell us tell where we live. I mean, obviously Probably. we're from Toronto, but would they know like the neighborhood or something based on like the water? I don't know. The... Like it's the, the same water that it? you drink. You drink the I would same water. Think I think so. Do. <clears throat> Yeah, within the city of Toronto. True. Okay, so- I wonder they they would know city of Toronto, maybe not any further than that. Yeah, but, okay. maybe not. Angela walks in the room with yes. a diaper. And yes. at first they're like, Oh, thank God, like here's the key. But instead, yeah. she shows yeah. them the diaper, and the diaper has pink urine in it. And this kid did not just drink a lot of beet juice. It is it kind of looks like liquid Pepto Bismol in his diaper. It looks like so, sludge, like yeah, weird it does. pink sludge. It, if my if Wayne were pe- peeing like that, he would be in the emergency room. Like I was like, what is this? <laughs> so and Zach is they like, seem oh, very is chill that a about normal this. color? Oh yeah, they're all like, okay, yeah, let's test it. <laughs> um, is that a normal guess, color? If you have like a multi million dollar lab facility, I guess at your yeah, disposal, you're they can figure out things. the solution pretty quickly. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. But yeah, the baby's just sleeping, uh, fully asleep in Brennan's office. So Angela is able to like come in and show them all this stuff. And mm-hmm. she's also going to come up with a facial reconstruction. So there are some things in motion. Zach, I just want to say yeah. the last episode, Zach was kind of back to normal, but that was because we were talking about an episode that was filmed in a different time. Yeah. Up until now in this season, I found Zach has been really weird. Yeah. Zach is perfectly normal and back to totally his normal self totally in this normal. episode, which yeah. I appreciate. <laughs> well, he's so, more involved, right? And yeah. stuff. Yeah, for sure. So I like him in this episode. I just wanted to say that quickly. Okay. So next we have Booth and Brennan walking around the lab. Brennan has a baby monitor with her and Booth is making fun of her for taking her caregiver status so seriously. They meet up with Hodgins in the hallway. He tells them about all the minerals on the victim's bones and pinpoints where they're from. Booth understands what Hodgins is talking about, and Hodgins is all surprised. He says something scientific and sciencey, and Booth says, yeah, yeah, I know you'll be able to tell us where she's from. And they're like, wow, Booth. And he's like, yeah, guys, I actually pay attention, okay? I know things. (laughs) The the way he says it is just beautiful. It's amazing. Sorry. (laughs) And while they're talking, the baby starts crying over the monitor, and Brennan's like, what the hell's wrong with this kid? I fed him. He's fine. His diaper's changed. What's his problem? Then they continue to talk about the situation and where the victim is from, which seems to be Northern West Virginia and Tucker County. Booth asks Brennan while they're talking, because the baby's crying in the background and Booth keeps looking at Brennan. And then he finally looks at her and says, ask her if she's going to go get the baby. And Brennan said she thought he was going to get the baby. 
because I don't know why she thought he was going to get him. And then the next scene, next second, Angela walks up to them with the baby and she says, if you guys don't figure out your friggin' shit, I'm suing for custody. If you don't get your shit together. <laughs> and then she has a sketch for them. It's very detailed. But anyway, yeah. I just thought this baby, can I tell you? When tell she walks everything. up with this baby, it's so cute. He's so cute. And the way she's holding him, she's just like really, she's like loving life. Oh my God. This is like her best day at work so ever. Adorable. <laughs> it's so cute. So we end up going to tucker county which is can I just where say, can i just say one yes. thing can i just say yes you i can. feel like the vi- the victim like the picture of the victim looks like vera farmiga do you know who vera farmiga is no okay vera farmiga i always find it interesting in these types of episodes where we don't actually see like there's no actor that's assigned to this role of the victim yeah we don't get any flashbacks or anything like that but then we have this picture so it could be that they're basing the photo on this person you're talking about. Oh, she's a very famous actress. Oh, yeah, like no, that. I know exactly who that is. I didn't know that that was her name. Yeah, she's gorgeous. The Farmiga she's got that family. Dark hair, dark hair, bright blue Light eye eyes. combo. Yep, yep, yep. Stunning. Yeah. Yeah, this baby is super cute. Like oh next level adorable. I can't. I can't. So cute. So they go to Huntsville, Tucker County, and Booth and Brennan are chatting. This is a town that has really, really come under hard times. Eight years ago, the coal mine was closed. Their economy is like in absolute shambles because there there was a bridge that was dilapidated, and then they used to have all this traffic running through there, but now basically the highway just skirts directly around the town and nothing goes no nothing and no one goes through the town so there's not a lot of people left there are not a lot of people left everything seems like it's closed down they're driving through this neighborhood and the way that we even get started talking to anyone here it's interesting because they literally just drive there with no plan and they just find the first person that they see to talk to some guy who looked like he was uh a little nosy. He's just working in the front yard of his house. Can I ask yes. you? Yes. Did you talk about how the economy sucks and then Booth tells Brennan she should buy a house there? No, I did not. But he totally did. He's like, yeah, and then I could come out and fish and it would be really like, great. You can really get it really cheap on the river. <laughs> he's telling her to invest in real estate. Because she yeah. has all this money. And he's suggesting all these things that she doesn't like doing, like fishing and watching television. Yeah. Like, he's obsessed with big televisions. And I've never, like, I don't get it. 103, what is that? hundred? Yeah, 103 inch flat She doesn't TV. have a TV, remember? No. <laughs> go on. She doesn't go fishing. She doesn't have a TV. He's trying to give her a little financial advice, he says. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay. Thank you for not letting me skip over that because it is pretty funny. It was funny, man. They end up chatting with this couple. At first, they're just talking with the one guy and he's very, like, anti-government. They see that he has, they say, he sees that they have the baby with him, with them. And it's kind of like a smart ass and is like, oh, you're starting them young, I guess. Like, why would I help you? Um, Yeah, just basically saying that the government didn't do anything to help them. 
And Brennan makes some stupid comments about how the economy is ebb and flow and you can't just, you should just move. <laughs> and it's brutal. Yeah, that act, okay, 100%. I'm seeing another picture of the victim and the victim looks exactly like That's this a sketch that Angela Vera. did. Yes. Looks like Vera. Does Go look exa- exactly like that actress. Where so we? we're chatting with this, with the husband of this couple and out comes the wife and she basically starts ripping into them saying like you should be ashamed that girl is doing all that she can for this baby she points well out she the recognizes the baby yeah yeah because she knows who the baby is and she assumes yeah. that they've taken the baby away from from the from her from his mother can i just say a couple of things yes the guy's all mad because the government's done all this terrible stuff. Oh, yeah. Stuff government conspiracy, blah, blah, blah. Brennan starts arguing with him about how, oh, well, too so bad, stupid. so sad. Yeah. And I was like, typical rich white bitch, first of oh, all, yeah. second. I was like, I wrote down, she's definitely a Republican. Like, when she talks <laughs> like this, she's like giving away her Republicanness. And my favorite thing is that the wife comes out, she goes, what are you hollering about out here? Who are you hollering at? <laughs> I just love that holler. Give me a holler. Who I like honor at she, now. She was great. I loved her. She was like, and then she's like, oh my God. When she oh, sees yeah. the baby, she's so upset when she sees the baby. So upset. And you could, there are not many people left in this town. So it's probably a very tight knit community. And she probably did see that this victim was, she was on hard times to begin with. It sounds like we're going to find out more about her. So kind of a sad situation, but they do. Yeah she does lead them in the right direction it's very helpful she says you know what we don't we don't really see andy the baby that often and and his mother but you know who does the grants you should check with them they they uh take care of him when when his mom is at work so go talk to them because they will give you all the answers that you will need yeah so anyway they go to the grants so booth and brennan show up at the grants they're sitting down we learn from them that the victim's name is meg taylor and they all went to high school together and meg uh, was hooked up with this deadbeat drunk guy who never saw the kid and she worked herself to the bone for the kid and i said i would work myself to the bone too because this baby is awesome anyway so cute (laughs) mrs taylor um Obviously, they're upset because I think they've learned that she's dead. And um, she says that they, they can't have kids. Her and her husband couldn't have kids. Yeah. So it was like they always watched Annie. They had no problem babysitting for her because they loved the baby so much. I would love to watch this kid, too. I'm just going to say that again. This kid's great. <laughs> He's so, great. He's so cute. <laughs> the Taylors used to have really good jobs. Uh, it seems they talk about their old jobs. Like she worked for a construction place doing project management and he was a yeah. teacher at the high school. And now he does like weird patrol work for abandoned buildings, which is very strange. And yeah. then we learn, this is so strange to me. She, we learned that Meg used to work for this tire recycling plant. Yeah. Which turns out to be one of the only places anyone works in this little town. And then we hear again about how Weird nice job. the town used to be and that it yeah. was more than a, just a coal town. It was like a place that people used to stop in. It was like a touristy kind of people would drive through and stop there. It was the scenic route. Yeah. And then uh, 
Yeah, people used to spend money there and stuff. So they we just learn more about this town, which is really quite fascinating. So yeah, that's what we learn about Meg. And then we get back in the car with Booth and Brennan. What happens with them? We're back in the car with Booth and Brennan. They are they get a phone call. They're, they the the beginning they're talking about, okay, this is pretty sad what's going on with this this town. They get a phone call from Cam who has very important information, very helpful. That the mm-hmm. reason that Andy had peed, Andy, now we can call him Andy because we know his name, um, the little <laughs> baby. Um, the reason that he was peeing this pink color is yeah. because it was a pharmaceutical dye that was used to color the phenobarbital that was in his system, which is somehow either he needed it because he was having seizures or if she was, if he was still being breastfed then he could have gotten it that way the, with the mother taking it. But Cam didn't think that that was that likely because it was so potent. Like it was so, the color was so strong. Um, anyway, so they're going to go to the mom's house, Booth and Brennan. So they're going to see if they can find some prescription bottle for that. What is it called again? Phenobarbital. Phenobarbital. <clears throat> yeah. They arrive at Meg's and it's in a trailer park, which is depressing enough. Yes. They get to Meg's trailer. The door is wide open. Booth has yep. to practically yell at Brennan to stay in the car with the baby because he's like, he doesn't know who's inside, if somebody's armed, whatever. It's like Brennan and Brennan, the way her face is when she's like, okay, I'll stay. Like <laughs> so she defeated, just was like, not. Uh, I'll stay with the like, baby, yeah, I guess. fine. I'll stay with the baby. So then this Booth walks into this trailer And he comes upon this dude who's ransacking the place and Booth roughs him up and throws him into cuffs. Turns out it's Meg's husband or ex-husband. I'm not sure. Yeah, they they call him her husband like throughout this entire episode, but he was a deadbeat. So I'm assuming that they weren't together. Well, I mean, they may have been married. Who knows? But regardless, he's definitely Andy's father. Yeah. And this is so funny. The Brennan, we shoot back and forth from the trailer between Booth interacting with the deadbeat drunk and then Brennan interacting with the baby. And she starts (laughs) talking to him like a scientist. It's so (laughs) funny the way she's talking to him. It's so cute. So I just want to say the guy that uh, Meg was married to or the dude that's in the trailer, that's a drunk deadbeat dad, he's acting He's acting really well as a loser drunk. He's doing well, but he looks too healthy. Like he looks too healthy. Like they needed to like make him look more sallow or something with makeup because he he looks too healthy to be a drunk the way he They is just tried regardless. to like ruffle his hair. His hair is a little on end and that was that was the extent of the makeup. <laughs> Yeah. So he says that like, basically he was stealing from Meg and he tells Booth that Meg likes to help him. He's he's a gross guy. And Booth Yeah. He's, he, Booth really I think it was kind of mean the way he blurts out that Meg is dead. Like he says, Well, she's dead. Like he yells at her him, yeah. sorry, about how Meg's dead. And she was and killed, not just like it, naturally. Yeah. And I think it was a bit harsh. And then yeah. the deadbeat do we know his name this guy i don't remember his name well who cares he's not in it long enough he doesn't remember where he was when meg was killed because he was drunk then we go back to the car and 
Brennan is playing a game with this kid that made me <laughs> laugh so hard, and I can't wait to play it with the next baby I see. <laughs> she basically waves her fingers in front of the kid and goes, Phalanges, Phalanges, Phalanges. And the kid is loving it. He thinks it's the funniest thing he's ever seen in his life. And I'm totally going to play this game from now on with babies. 100%. I'm going to do it with 100%. Wayne next time I see him. I'm going to go, Phalanges, Phalanges. He'll probably eat it up. He'll probably think that's hilarious. Well, it's a great word. Dancing phalanges. Phalanges. <laughs> phalanges, Phalanges. Phalanges is a great word. Phalanges is a great word. She also throws in a little jab at Booth in there. She's like, Booth thinks bones are dry and boring. Phalanges. <laughs> Show me your phalanges. <laughs> so Booth comes out of the trailer with Lou. He says, I got the guy, whatever. And then Brennan starts yelling at him, giving him a talking to. And then he insists that he, Lou says, I didn't kill her. Like, who else is going to feed me? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so Booth Brutal. calls in a, for a forensic team to yeah. have a look at the trailer in the meantime while they apprehend Lou. This team has split up and is working exceptionally well together in this episode because we yes. have Cam and Angela back at the lab and they're they're always keeping each other in the loop this whole episode. We have lots of phone calls back and forth. Yes. At this moment, they're just chatting, Angela and Cam. Mostly it's a personal conversation, but we'll get some important information in here too. So yeah. they are thinking that the key is for a safety deposit box, possibly, but Andy is still not pooped out the key, but just based on, <laughs> just based on the x-ray that they were able to get, they didn't want to expose him to too much radiation. So they just, they didn't get much of an image, but based on the size and the shape or whatever, they think it's a safety deposit box key. So <laughs> Cam's like, okay, awesome. Great. Thank you. And then goes to walk out of the room. And is like, sorry, how many kids do you want, Angela? Because a million just seems like too many kids. <laughs> and, and she's like, oh, well, you know, like I like to live in chaos. So I don't know, like a lot, a lot of kids. It's fine. And Cam, yeah. so she asked the same question back. And Cam is like adamantly opposed to having kids. She's like, you know what? The screaming, the crying, the vomiting, none of these things are for me. And I don't want to ruin my body. So yeah no okay <laughs> i knew a girl out west shelly she was married to this guy terry they were waiters at a restaurant in whistler and she got pregnant and she was so mad she was so mad she wasn't mad like like she she had the kid and everything but she just was yeah. so angry that she had to do it all she was just like <laughs> fuck this shit like why do i have to do this this sucks like just her whole her body's ruined she can't do all this stuff because she's like a very active person living yeah. out there they're skiing they're mountain biking they're snowshoeing they're everything right yeah. hiking and she just like i gotta ruin my body for this shit she's just so angry about it it made me laugh and then when she had I the baby camp. i wonder if she was like you know what maybe this is okay after they she grew was, up a little bit no she's fine but like she just she likes to be in shape and yeah like not like in a vain way just like fitness no, way like, like health, she likes to like be healthy. fit yeah i think cam is the same oh, that's the Cam's... impression i got <laughs> <laughs> but she liked the kid too you know what this kid would make you want to have kids because you'd be like he's the perfect child like it's of course true he ruins it for everybody. It's the kind of kid that makes you want to have a second kid. And then you end up with a devil child for your second kid. 
And that's the kid that makes you not want to have any more. <laughs> have you met Nathan? <laughs> He's got a lot of energy. He's a good kid. <laughs> Frank, Frank DeLentz was Greg's. That was a second child from. Okay. I guess he was like a tank, just like Nathan, just like Rue, just the destroyer of worlds, basically. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Not for the parents, I'm sure. It's a handful, uh, but for, for everyone on the outside. Exactly. It's, it always seems to be like if the first one's like a perfect little angel, the second one is always like crazy. That's just the way it has to work. So anyway. So we're, we? we're back at uh, Meg's trailer. The forensics yes. team is done sweeping the place. So Booth and Brennan go into the trailer to check it out for other stuff. They find the uh, phenobarbital and note, they find a note with a doctor's appointment in the city yeah. that they, on the date that she uh, had the car crash. So they think that she was going into the city for this appointment I think that's brutal. Like you're going into the city yeah. to check on something for your baby and then you get in this car crash and somebody burns you to death or whatever, however she died. It's just terrible. And then yeah. the baby, like, don't even get me started on the whole baby in the back of the car thing. I know. So and traumatic. Then while while they're doing this, Zach calls and there's this funny bit between him and Brennan because apparently they brought the baby <laughs> into the trailer with them and it's in yes. the car seat. And Brennan answers the phone. And he asks her if it's a good time to talk. And she's playing with the baby starts grabbing at her necklace. And she goes, no, 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 no. So Zach thinks that she's talking to him. <laughs> Hangs <laughs> up on her. Then she's like, hmm, why did he hang up on me? So then she calls him back. And then he's like, is this, you know, what do you want? He answers the phone like he doesn't know who it is. A, B. Yeah. Um, then Dr. He, Addy. I thought you said it wasn't a good time to talk. And she goes, no, 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 no. And he's, she's like, I'm not talking to you, Zach. I'm talking to the baby. Anyway, Zach, he doesn't get things. Like how people yeah. are distracted when they're on the phone with you, perhaps. Anyway, so it turns out yeah. Zach says that Meg had a bunch of shit wrong with her bones and suffered from being malnourished and was likely, most likely in a lot of pain. Yeah. And then Brennan asks if there were any painkillers in Meg's or Andy's systems when they ran like talk screens and stuff. And he says, no. Yeah. There's, there's no painkillers at all. And then they go on to, they come out of the trailer and they yeah. continue having a conversation where they, where Brennan comes to the conclusion that probably she wasn't, even though she's having this horrible chronic pain, she probably wasn't taking it, taking any pain medication. Yeah. Um, Oh, sorry. Booth is the one that points it out because probably she didn't want to impact her breastfeeding, like her, her breast milk. Okay. But here but we go. He has... I'm just going to stop you there because <laughs> yes. first he's yelling at her because he, she gave him her pendant off her necklace to play with yes. and he's chewing on it. And he's like, why are you giving him jewelry? Stop doing that. He's going to swallow it. <laughs> and then he says, oh yeah, she probably didn't want to do that because he, she, uh, Meg probably didn't want to affect her. Supply. supply yeah i think that's a Booth. perfectly normal thing to say yeah but apparently he can't say the word breast yeah and i just think weird. he should be fired for this like any fbi agent dealing with like tons of tons probably tons of female victims yeah 
Are you and kidding me? can't say me? the word breast. It's not like a sexual like, thing. It's it's a body no, part. Well, that's the problem. He's sexualizing the breast yeah. by doing that. Yeah, that's he true. He makes it worse. It makes it worse. And then Brennan doubles down and is like, well, didn't Parker get breastfed by Rebecca? <laughs> and he's like, uh no we're not we're not talking about this like stop having this conversation she offers the the word teat if that would be better <laughs> he's like i'm not talking teats with like, you no, i don't want to talk about teats uh-huh. so, so anyway crazy. they are realizing that they should be able to figure out pretty easily what her job was because there aren't that many jobs available so she was in this chronic horrible pain and doing this crazy amount of manual labor this well, they know where she works because uh, the grants they already told know? them. Yeah, oh, the grants true, told true, them. true. They work yeah, at no, the tire right. recycling plant, so they go yes. to talk to her manager at work. Yes, you're right. So they're able to go quite quickly. The problem, I think, was not... I, I just misinterpreted that. The The problem mm-hmm. wasn't that they didn't know where she worked. The pro- It wasn't a problem, but they were making the point about there not being that many jobs available because that's probably the only job she could get, even though she was in a lot of pain. That she was doing this highly labor-intensive job because that was the only thing that she could do, basically. Mm. Which is so sad. Also, apparently mm. Brennan was breastfed. Okay, thank you. Glad we know that now. <laughs> Were you? Was I my mom for like a, a couple weeks and then I was on formula. So mostly mm. formula. Mm. Wayne, I breastfed him for like six months fully and then I was pumping and supplementing with formula and then i switched just completely to formula by nine months oh yeah no fuck that (laughs) the breastfeeding is easy the formula alone is easy the pumping not easy that is a labor of love wow yeah that sucks we're past that though which is nice i was not Um, breastfed i was not breastfed that was my i was gonna ask we had like pablum and then my parent, my mom, I told you, my mom used to put food in a blender. The meal that they would eat, like steak and potatoes, they yeah. put in a blender and she blended up and that's what I would eat when I ate like solids or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I think that's pretty, even now, like that's kind of what they recommend. There's two trains of thought still, I guess. Because some some people are like, give kids like big pieces of solid food right away. Mm. But a lot of people do like the purees, but you could just make your own by blending what you're going to eat for dinner. Yeah. Which makes sense. Mm-hmm. Nutritious and delicious. Delicious. <laughs> okay. We end up back at the tire recycling, well, for the first time at the tire recycling plant. Mm. We talk to a bunch of people. Um, We talk to... These people seem so sketchy. <laughs> listen i got a lot of things to say about this place i just want to say they're at this tire recycling plant some people are in the background they're talking to the manager a meg's manager chip and he's very chill he's like oh wow they don't they don't know she's dead just this second but just yet um, or maybe they do know uh i think they must have told him they must have told him yeah they told him he's, she, and he's acting kind of chill, but in the background, there's these guys moving tires from one place <laughs> to another place. Yeah. And they keep looking at Booth and Brennan and the manager, and they're very surly. 
Yes. Two guys in particular, my two favorite guys. I'm glad we both picked up on this. Well, come on. They're so funny. They keep making like, they're like the peanut gallery and they make comments in the background while the manager's talking to Ruth and Brendan, right? Yeah. About how Meg's deadbeat husband. And then they, they mention this dude named Dave Shepard, who is an accountant from corporate. Yes. Apparently this is a chain of tire recycling plants. Yeah. And uh, he was sent there to cut costs and they were they were all resentful about this Dave Shepard guy that they thought that maybe Meg had something to do with. Yeah. And he it's the, uh, Brennan brings up to them like, did you were you aware she was in a lot of pain? She has a pretty she had a pretty bad spinal condition yeah. and he was aware of the chip was aware of it. He seems like a pretty reasonable, nice boss, but hmm. he offered to put her on disability and she she declined because she needed the money. That disability wouldn't provide her enough money to live and take care of Andy in the way that she yeah. wanted to. And this Dave Shepard dude apparently gave her a lot of attention and she sort of liked that. And they were like saying basically she had, he had money, he's from the city. She has a shitty job, a shitty situation. Of course, she's going to like latch on to somebody who might save her from this whole situation. Exactly. Plus, one of the workers chimes in about how all the only man that Meg carried, cared about was Andy. And then they, Andy, there's old Andy, little baby Andy, <laughs> just sitting there in his car seat, just smiling, chilling. being charming. Every like every yeah. now and then in my notes, I write this kid. This kid. I just can't like get over this Like, best behaved kid. child. <laughs> He's just chilling. Like, yeah. he just hangs out in his car seat literally this whole episode. The whole time. <laughs> Other than when he gets changed, which happens immediately in the next um, scene. Or when carried around. Carried but, around. Yes, or carried around. They're about to leave, and they're chatting on the phone, and <laughs> Booth is chatting on the phone, and Brennan's like, uh, uh, he's, he's, he's making that face again. <laughs> <laughs> and um so it turns out that they uh that Andy he took a shit but Booth, yes he made the the pooping face and booth is like the diaper changing guy i just yes. love that booth's like yeah okay i'll change the diaper he had no problem with it i love it it's it's great brennan gets right in there gets the key all is good so he passes the key thank god oh yeah that's right i'm he shocked that's of the key I'm shocked that they didn't take this baby to the hospital. Like you would think that there could be internal damage from a key that large. Anyway, Listen, so <laughs> I have questions too because wouldn't the key hurt coming out of a butthole? You that would think small? so? Yeah. And what if it came out sideways? Like you know, like you don't know how it's going to be there. I kept thinking yeah, I... about the rats that that Cam gave the laxative to. <laughs> Remember. <laughs> The rats. Yeah. They were like, oh, it'll take like six to eight hours. And she was like, oh, they, they no. swallowed a key too, didn't they? Yeah. Oh, no. I gave them all, la and then we'll figure out which one of them it is. Oh, no. I just gave them all laxatives when they came in. <laughs> what? <laughs> okay. Wouldn't so that hurt coming out of his butt? Oh, yeah, for sure. This but Andy, losing Andy, it. Poor Andy, Andy doesn't give a shit. No, Andy no. doesn't care. He's, He's probably the time of his life. He's probably bleeding out the butt, but he's he's fine. So Brennan's on this web. She's she is what is it called? Beaming. No, yeah, beaming. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> she's beaming with Brennan, 
Um, Brennan has yeah. this, or sorry, yeah, Angela and Brennan are beaming. Uh, Angela has this like computer that's just in the trunk of their car, so that's nice. Um, <laughs> Brennan has a, a computer in the back of the car that she pulls out and like they suddenly can video conference with the yes. with the lab. This it's is quite this incredible. <laughs> interesting setup. Quite an amazing uh, advanced setup. Hodgins's so. Hodgins's family donated the money for that. There we go. Probably <laughs> Hodgins installed it himself. Um, so Brennan is able to read out but there are numbers on this key. Um, yeah. When she cleans and disinfects this key, she's able to identify a series of numbers, and if and she reads them to Angela, and Angela is able to uh, find out the exact location of the bank that the mm -hmm. uh, the key belongs to. So they're given the directions to that, and it's wonderful. And now they're just about to leave to go do that, to go to the bank. And Brennan suddenly notices that baby Andy has bowed legs. And she's, she's kind of kicking herself a little bit that she had missed it initially, but she asks Angela for Zach to run something called a P ratio test on the victim's teeth. And apparently he'll know what that means. And eventually will know that what that means as well, which will be nice. Um, apparently. But yeah, so Booth is going to request a warrant. They're going to go and we're going to find out what is going on at this bank. Well, the I thing think... is also with this scene between, I love Booth like changes the diaper. He's playing with the baby. Uh, Brennan notices, like you said, the bowed leg situation. But this is where Booth tells her that they have to give the baby to child services yes did we talk about that no we did not that, that no but that that's the next thing then brennan gets very triggered by this and she starts to freak out a little bit and he yeah. says they have the key now so they don't need the baby anymore and it's our like we have to give the baby up now because we don't yeah. have a next of kin nothing but brennan is um getting very attached to this kid yeah and and she explains to booth like we can't do this like family services is terrible it's like basically your her whole foster situation she's like she's so worried about this yeah. baby now and i i get it it's like triggering for her but then so booth agrees that they can the baby can stay with them for now but they have to figure yeah. out a situation so it yeah. says booth goes oh i'm gonna go shut the trunk so he goes to the back of the car brennan uh, you know he's she's hooking up the kid with his car seat in the back of the car and she looks at the baby and she gets very playful with the baby and it's that's so the sweet. first one of the first times where she gets very this kid is just she starts planting raspberries all over him like like going all over him and he starts laughing he's having so much fun this kid oh yeah and he's just loving like, life well she's just starting to really get attached to this kid in a big yeah. big way it's so sweet honestly like you've said and like i've said a million times this kid is so cute <laughs> so well behaved so sweet so cuddly so like so laughy <laughs> so giggly yeah it's so it's so nice it's amongst like th this is actually a very depressing episode but it has yeah. a lot of very sweet moments which is so we're nice. gonna talk about that we're gonna talk about oh yeah that. so mm -hmm. we end up at the bank and the bank is super helpful they bring them to where the safety deposit box is they actually it turns out that meg was actually a pretty new client and they actually only um opened an account she actually only had only had the box for a few days which is interesting 
um kind of makes them think okay like what trouble was she in that she suddenly out of nowhere opened a safety deposit box so they open out up this safety deposit box and lo and behold the only thing that's actually in the safety deposit box is a gun Mm. and the gun has the serial numbers filed off so brennan comes up with the thought that they could determine they, they can somehow use science to recreate what the serial numbers would have been on the gun, which is very helpful. Right. A couple other things she finds. She finds that she's wearing rubber gloves while she's examining the gun. She says that the numbers are filed off, like you said. Yeah. That it's been fired recently. There's a foreign object in the barrel. Yeah. And there's some sort of sticky residue on the trigger. Yeah, exactly. And so I lots love of the way Booth is playing with the baby. I love the way he's playing with the baby. He's, ta- <laughs> he, he's talking to him like, oh, we found a gun in the box, Andy, and now there's some residue. Like he's talking to the baby like that. It just makes me laugh. Where did mommy get the gun, Andy? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know. Boy. But we end up back and we find a public pool. Which yes. we find Jimmy Grant is working there. That's yeah. one well, of the people we've already met. Yes, Mr. Grant from earlier. Mr. Grant, who was a high school science teacher previously, um, yeah. is saying, oh, yeah, you just have to do this and this. Yeah, I have the chemicals. So he brings out some chemicals for them, and they're able to figure out what the serial number was on the gun by using hydrochloric acid to reveal the etchings of the serial number it's actually pretty cool want to say oh at this time while brendan is doing this chemical experiment while she's re uh what's the word sort of resurfacing the numbers the yeah were in the gun mr taylor asked booth if he can take the baby like hold the baby yeah and Booth had to like think about it for a second because like what you don't know like it's sort of a little bit obviously Mr. Taylor and his wife are being introduced as what like we don't know yeah how they're like, involved are they suspects? with this case are they suspects are they like blah 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 yeah but uh I don't know it turns out this Mr. Taylor is a very nice man yeah anyway I think he's very nice he seems very sweet and very and then, helpful. Uh, yeah, very helpful, very sweet, very nice. And then Brendan asks him while she's doing this experiment with the gun if he knows if Andy has any medical conditions. Yeah. And uh, I was, I was made a note here about the muriatic acid that she used to re like to make the etchings come up i was like i hope Brittany has her muriatic acid figured out in her hot tub before or we're all gonna die oh my god that thing that hot tub i it's like my special project to balance that the chemicals (laughs) in that thing is if you take a day off like if you have one day that you don't test the water like it's perfect 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 and then you miss one day the next yeah. day you come back and the water's cloudy, the chemical, like the balance is off. Even wow. though the only thing I do is mostly I just put chlorine into it. That's it. Oh, really? And if you I keep wonder up with what the chlorine, Ren does. Ren is like the queen I of should the ask. Hot tub. 
You should ask her because she People does the hot tub here and she also has the hot tub up at north when they plug it in. True. Oh my God. That thing would be a beast because you'd have to like really thoroughly clean it before you put it away. She's a very clean person. She is. <laughs> she, she's like super mom. Jeez. I don't. I can't. <laughs> she does a great job. I go to her I, house. It makes me feel bad. I'm like, I can't do this. <laughs> <laughs> Same. I mean, just come over here and it'll make you feel a thousand times better. Don't worry. <laughs> Your house is fine. Mine's We're doing... terrible. No. Oh, my God. We have like 18 loads of laundry to do. I'm pretty sure. Anyway. Oh, my God. I feel you. Okay. Kelly. Okay. What? At this point in the episode, the very yes. first time you watched the episode. Yes. Did you know who the killer was? No. Is we were 22 out of 33 scenes in. Yeah. And I was the same. I was like, okay, who is the, because who killed at, her? At, why at this? Exactly. At this point I was like, okay, the gun like, was a bit of we... a weird thing. What's going on? Like, I knew yes. like, once they found the gun, I was like, oh, she saw witnessed a murder. Yes. Save the weapon, murder weapon. And the yeah. person who committed the original murder killed her. Yes. Um, so now that so there's no witnesses yeah yeah that's what but, i fi i figured that was the the plot but i didn't know what it was exactly so in at this point this is when i started questioning because i i couldn't remember from from when i watched it like way back when so i was thinking to myself i'm like i have no normally by this point in an episode because we're like two-thirds of the way through i'm like mm, it's probably this guy or it's probably this person yeah it's usually kind of obvious yeah yeah exactly. but this episode i was like i have no idea and, and then he's handing baby andy over to this jimmy guy and i'm like wait is he the killer should he be doing that yeah i was a little bit like we're too early on we don't know how this person's involved i was a little worried he's gonna like take off with the baby or something yeah you know? anyway but so... he just seemed like a nice guy so <laughs> <laughs> yeah anyway okay i'm glad that we're on the same page at this point yeah, i was like sure. okay i'm lost i don't know who well, killed we'll just get over it. so the next scene is just moot because basically yes. we meet the guy who originally owned the gun turns out he pawned it off a few years ago but the pawn shop where he sold it closed because there's nobody to buy anything anymore because the town is so depressed so it was a dead end exactly i thought maybe <laughs> That something would come of it because this guy did work at the same place, the same tire plant. But so, so he actually he knew the the victim. But yeah. yeah, like you said, there was no there was no actual connection. He happened to work at the same place. He did know who she was, but that was about it. Yeah. So we got a couple further pieces of information from the gun. Which Kelly had already well, kind of alluded the gun to is a plethora of oh, yeah. all kinds of evidence. It's amazing. So we're back at the lab, back at the lab. So we're thinking that we're going to be able to get some DNA, which is going to be fantastic. They're going to give that to Cam, but they find multiple things here. They find yes. brain tissue mm -hmm. and some bone shards. Which means, so they figure this person, the gun, shot someone at point blank. Otherwise, mm -hmm. they wouldn't have had this on it. Right. And then, is this also when we find out that the gun, when the trigger was pulled, the person who shot the gun 
their skin yes. was caught yes. in the trigger as well. So there's a little bit of yes. residue there, which is just burned skin. So we're going to be able to get DNA from two sources. We're going to be able to get the it's victim. Amazing. So exciting. And the killer. So I'm like, wow, this this Whew. evidence is amazing. I was like, wow, this is way the to go, Meg. Evidence. This is a great safety deposit box. <laughs> yes. It's fantastic. So where are we now? We're in Brennan's we're, office. Uh, we're in Brennan's office. So Booth walks in. Brennan's on hold. She's got her speakerphone on and she's feeding the baby. Booth walks wants to know so who cute. she's on hold with. The kid is this kid. This kid's too much. Adorable. Loving this bottle. Who's like, who are, you, who are you on the phone with? And she goes, she tells him she's on the phone with a congressman because she wants to cash in a favor because she contributed to so many political campaigns that she figures she's owed preferential treatment in terms of placing Andy somewhere. And I was like, wow, privileged white bitch, definitely <laughs> Republican. I was just like, wow. Booth is Rich like, white lady. Uh, Who's like, yeah, no, that's not how it works. <laughs> and they start arguing about politics and the economy again. And yeah. Brennan asks if uh, she goes, she looks at Andy. She's like, does he need to burp? And Booth says, no. Or no, yeah. She it goes, is. And she says, and she goes, oh, do you need to burp? And Booth goes, no. Like he's answering her question. Like he doesn't need to burp. Anyway, I thought it was really funny. And then he's like, I, 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 yeah, I knew that. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I knew you were just asking Andy. And then uh, Booth starts talking with, to the baby and playing with the baby. And he starts going, oh, yeah, boy, yeah, boy. Like talking like a baby talk. And then Brennan's like, don't talk to him like that. That's it's, You'll make, make him, him stupid. <laughs> and then they're bickering about how to talk to the baby. And then Cam walks in and interrupts <laughs> them and tells them that she has DNA from the gun. And... Like three seconds after they already pulled the, like, how do they get that so fast? Well, who knows? Who knows? Right. True. We're not okay. sure of our timeline. So who is the, who, who does the, who does the brain matter belong to? Oh, well, we learn that. Um, turns out the DNA is male so meg didn't pull the trigger and the theories again are that either meg was an accomplice to a murder or she witnessed one and hid the weapon yes. as collateral so these are all very solid theories booth gets a call of course they don't have any like both of the uh, yeah. i think both dnas they determine are male so male but they're not basically. like in any system so they don't know the person no. exactly yeah no exactly so booth gets a call that the accountant dave shepherd that was mentioned earlier who was uh from corporate the corporate yeah. offices of the tire plant and he was missing is, he's missing and his credit card was used at a local motel and the police were picking up you know picking him up basically yeah so then we go i believe we go to a holding cell of a police station where someone is being held but it's not dave shepherd it's a a, a vagrant or somebody who you know a homeless guy right yeah and he's an old bum and he's sitting there and he has Dave Shepard's bag that's covered in blood. He found it in the trash by an old mine. And the bum asks Booth, can I have some of the sweaters? Because they're really, really soft. And yeah. then Booth tells the policeman that's there to cut the guy loose, the bum. And he's like, no, no, I want to stay here. I want to stay here. I want to 
I don't want you to cut me loose. Please let me stay. Anyway, I, I thought, thought that was, was so sad. It's sad, but he was a good yeah. guy. Like, oh, yeah. the acting was fantastic. It was just a yeah. sad. Yeah, it was just a yeah. sad scene. So we're back at the lab again and we're in Cam's office and we're finding out that Dave Shepard is not the killer. He's actually the victim. So he was shot in the head by some dude and somehow Megan, Meg, ended up with Mm. the gun. Yes. And also we find out that there was a flash drive in Dave Shepard's bag. So they want to give that to Angela because they want Angela, who is an artist, but also their IT person, to uh, basically figure out what was on this absolutely destroyed flash drive. They give Angela this flash drive. It's all crushed. And she's like, she complains about it. Like, oh, it's damaged. It's like, bitch, this is your job. (laughs) This is your job. You recover data, Angela. (laughs) Exactly. Why are you complaining? <laughs> she exactly. recovered data from an explosion, didn't she? Oh yeah, she's re- re- she's recovered data from stuff that we've talked on this show about. So this we're like, is that's not even possible, right? This is nothing compared to that. She yeah. got data from the the videotape they found in that disgusting time capsule that was full of liquid. Yes, true. She got data from that explosion from the girl in the chandelier. Ah, yeah. literally found data and like saw us like a shadow on the wall from the explosion anyway yes she's capable this thing is not beyond repair god part of this scene the scene ends so angela goes and sulks off and the scene ends with brennan checking in with cam because she appeared to have try to call in a favor with cam who reached out to a pediatrician friend of hers who's going to help figure out what's going on with andy brennan is like but brennan's so stressed about it she's like are you sure they're good are they really going to help him are you sure it's going to be okay is he the best and cam's like basically has to calm her down and reassure her like don't worry this guy's like the head pediatrician of this department and blah 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 the best possible blah blah in new york whatever like best of the best exactly exactly oh man well okay next scene again we're still at the lab yeah (laughs) here we go you talk about this (laughs) (laughs) okay let let me get out of the way quickly the stuff that we find out which is very important um we find out that there are particulates that were on the gun we find out that the particulates are place the this gun place the murder at this tire recycling plant excellent wonderful small small aspect of the scene the rest mm-hmm. of the scene is them talking about how many kids they want and hodgins is basically like you know what if you want a million kids i want a million i always thought one or two were good but that's fine and then he starts body shaming her ahead of time yes Brittany, <laughs> this is kelly does not like it okay i was like oh did i miss something has nothing to do with you no it's totally ridiculous he's like manipulating her (laughs) you want me to like this guy (laughs) this is a a bad moment okay uh, there's so many but this is where he basically (laughs) psychologically manipulates her yes by saying i'll love you even though 
you'll basically you're gonna get fat basically so yeah you're gonna be a fatso after having kids and then she starts getting insecure i was mad at the writers for reducing angela to this place like for being yeah. so stupid that she fucking falls for this shit from this guy like seriously hodgins is well, such an ugh, i hate him this is kind of the second what's it's interesting that no one has any points against having kids other than your body like cam said the same thing thank cam you. was like yeah thank you like i don't want a kid because of my body and hodgins Not because is like of any other reason really guys? yeah <laughs> no there's there's no other reasons whatsoever mine you know what mine is because i'm selfish i'm selfish there are lots of good reasons to not have kids and there are a lot of people who don't have kids i like my time i like to do what i want with my time i'm a selfish bitch (laughs) if i'd gotten pregnant by mistake any time during my youth i would have had it yeah i mean at some point like if i was older whatever yeah when i was ready but I, I didn't, I just never did. Yeah. Honestly, I, mean, I know okay. a lot of people like that. I know My time is valuable. Like well, and I know, I know people who they've chosen that like, they don't want a kid, but they like the companionship of like a dog. And that is a perfectly wonderful companion as well. And doesn't poo or pee as much or scream as much. <sighs> <laughs> anyway, Hodgins is a manipulative asshole and I hate him in this scene for doing that to her by yeah. saying like being like doing reverse psychology by telling her how much he'll love her even though she's a fatso. It's like go and, to hell. And you're right. Yeah. That's a very interesting point. She's the like I'm not going to get not to have kids is because of a There are body. plenty of other reasons that people choose not to have kids, but that yeah. it's a body reason in this in this case in this exactly. show. Yeah. So Okay, we need to stick together for these next few scenes because things get crazy. They really do. Because at this moment, we are now on scene 29. We're about to start scene 29. And I don't know who killed Meg. Nope. There are only 33 scenes. So we end up back at the recycling plant, the tire recycling plant, because that appears to be where this gun was, was used to murder the uh the accountant so chip is super helpful he's like okay what are you looking for everyone like be be super helpful to these people whatever they need give them whatever it turns out that they do send out basically they they mulch these they put these tires through these machines and they mulch them whatever and then they rinse them and then they go into bags and the bags go out they bag them every couple hours, but then they collect about a week's worth of these bags and then they get shipped out every week. So mm-hmm. fortunately after I'm going to skip ahead a little bit, but basically they yeah. determined that, Oh shit, this Dave guy or this accountant, he was shot. What a better way to dispose of a body than put him through this t- tire mulcher. So they think that Dave is in one of the, one of these bags. But mm-hmm. the problem is that, they the bags everything in those bags goes through like a a a rinsing process so booth is like shit like we're not gonna get any (laughs) dna or anything then in that case but then bones does this amazing thing it's so Mm. cool she's so badass she pulls out her bag 
And she takes out a little, little cup, nice little clear cup. And she says, okay, Booth, you and I are going to do a little exercise. You're going to give me a handful of the mulch out of each one of these bags from, they, they kind of narrowed it down. It has to be one of these bags from this one area. So he gives her a handful. She fills it with water. She swirls it around. And as long as, and for the first few, she doesn't see what she's looking for. So they keep going next, next, next. And you see this happening. It's really quick. It's very cool. The way they filmed this, I really, really liked it. And then boom, she starts explaining as she starts seeing what she was looking for, that the tire mulch would float, but bone would sink because of its density. So she has, she's swirling around this, this handful of mulch and you very clearly see a few pieces of bone drop. So they have identified the bag that poor Dave, poor Dave, the accountant, just trying to balance the books. Um, so they uh, find out, they find out where his body was. Good luck to Zach um, putting that back together. He's going to do a skull reconstruction. No, I'm just kidding. Um, so Brennan gets a call from Angela. Mm-hmm. And at this moment. And so it turns out, and by the way, yes, Brennan Andy's fine. The pediatrician's looking at him right now. But turns out Angela <laughs> can do a fantastic job as an IT person. That she was able to recover most of the memory from the flash drive, which becomes very apparent to her, even though she's an artist and an IT person. But apparently now she can also read financial records. It It is very obvious to her that the reports that were on this flash drive were different okay. than the ones that were sent to corporate headquarters. Did you get a picture of these reports? I didn't. I should go back and okay. take a picture we, of them. I would like to get a picture. I should have taken a picture on the screen because I can't get a, obviously I can't do a print screen. And I can't see what this P&L statement says, but I would love to see it. Turns out, <laughs> as you were about to say or said already, yeah. I don't know, that that our friend the manager of the tire plant was cooking the books yes and he was giving the corporate headquarters a different set of figures and he was embezzling money from the tire plant i want a picture of this report i want to know how much money this plant is generating i want to know how much money this person is stealing because apparently he wanted to steal a bunch of or no we learned this later but regardless my whole point is and maybe i'll talk about this later yes we'll talk about it later but i want to know the figures i want to actually get like what's the gross revenue like what the hell's happening at this recycling plant because i find this whole business very weird it is very weird. You wouldn't think it would be that profitable either, especially since they're wanting to cut costs, but they could be needing to cut costs because the reports weren't making any sense. So that's probably why they have some non-financial guy making up financial records. So it was probably obvious to the company itself that something was going wrong, which is why they sent Dave out to begin with. But holy shit, can we just take a minute yeah. right now Yeah, to appreciate that Chip who has now disappeared from the site yes. because he had a family Suddenly emergency left. out of nowhere Suddenly left. emergency <laughs> is clearly the killer. 
And this is a guy who has five children and lit mm. a woman on fire in a car in front of her son. Okay, let's talk about this because this is what I was going to say earlier. I want to know how much money this is because is it worth killing yes. two people? Like, honestly, like, it has to be for somebody to, to stoop to that level of depraved, like total depraved, like awful psycho behavior literally psychotic yeah oh my god anyway yeah, you would run it's a lot of money while you talk we about get, the next scene i'm gonna pull i'm gonna see if i can pull it up there's a great chase scene they you know our friend what's his name chip you said chip yeah chip the manager of this tire plant i gotta tell you this guy who's helping them out the worker at this plant i love him he's my favorite worker he's like showing them around he's telling them what all the machinery is he says it talks about the bags of rubber and how they wash it and all anyway yeah. he's, he says oh uh, the manager just left he had a family emergency so then booth and brennan have to run after him they run him down basically like they they chase him up there's a bit of a chase scene chip drives a ridiculous car he still has like a hard shelled leather briefcase he's carrying around apparently with papers secret papers in it i don't know what the hell he's taking in this briefcase he tries to leave but uh booth runs him down ends up slamming him against a fence and handcuffing him and chip sings like a canary and tells him all about his big plan apparently dave the accountant found out uh that he was embezzling money so he killed him and then meg knew that he killed him and she was blackmailing chip for money so she could leave and do stuff so basically that's done and done that's done. oh this is disappointing this isn't even a real financial statement <laughs> what is it <laughs> it's only the assets it's it's called balance sheet but it's only the assets hmm. and and it doesn't even make sense you can see that yeah they have like current assets. Oh, it does look like you could scroll down more. So maybe the next page is meant to be liabilities. Clearing Imagine being check. the person who had to do this for the show, like it produce this paper. I don't think that they they do not they do not show the balance. But what's the revenue in the bank on the left? It doesn't show. There's no rev. There's no P and L. Crazy. There's no income statement. It and there's can't only be worth 70... killing somebody over. There's only seventy six hundred dollars in the bank, and their receivables no are only. Way. The receivables are only thirty thousand dollars. There's no way it's worth killing people over. Definitely especially not. A single mother and some random guy from the At city the most, who probably has like friends. 50. Yeah. nobody's looking for dave give me a break yeah from the city jesus i don't Christ. think so it's not worth True. it crime Definitely doesn't not. pay crime, crime does, does not pay, not pay. <laughs> oh, even if okay. it does pay it doesn't pay because you're gonna have to pay that back somehow exactly not worth it so mm. there's a couple things that we find out yeah uh, it turns out that andy is going to be just fine because Cam's pediatrician friend has helped very, very much. And he has a he has a genetic condition, vitamin D resistant rickets, which Meg also had and probably didn't even know she had it. But because he's a boy, he has it much worse. 
Um, and it, and it can cause seizures. So that doctor that prescribed him the seizure medication just didn't bother trying to find out why he was having seizures. He was just treating his seizures basically. Um, and her friend is going to treat him as an outpatient. So all in all, very positive outlook there. Yes. Her friend is going to treat him as an outpatient. Yes. Who is paying for this? No one. It's a favor, I guess. Oh, my God. There's so many doctors that do shit for free, but Andy is so cute. Can I just say he's so So cute. cute. So cute. Booth, this whole episode, Booth, he's adorable. Booth is so relieved that the kid's going to be all right. And he go, he says, yeah. looks like our little guy is going to be fine. And Brennan gives him a look. And she says, the the little guy. Or no, he corrects himself. Instead of saying yeah. our little guy, he says the little guy. And yeah. she says his name is Andy. Andy. She says Andy's going to be all right. Anyways, really cute. It was very sweet. And then the part that really made me cry me too is coming up next because yes. oh i'm gonna feel like i'm gonna i'm getting teary just read it like oh, going through this but it's so emotional but it turns out so um jimmy and carol grant the friends of meg who um were unable to have their own kids and were happy and loved to babysit andy all the time yeah. uh meg had written a letter um to carol that if anything happens to her that she wants them to have andy because they think that she thought that andy would it would be wonderful for andy to be part of their family and it's just such a sweet moment i thought is yeah it's just it's so sweet and so it's nice to see yeah like it made me skip foster care yeah Uh, but it made me cry I was like, is this legal? Like, is this a legal thing? Like, I guess this... because he has no other next of kin that wants him. Well, also the note that she left is like a will. And the note. Right? So it's like, yeah. here, take it. So they're at the FBI signing the papers, signing the baby over, whatever. And they're all crying and everybody's happy. They got the baby. The scene made me cry at the FBI when they're signing the papers yeah. and they got the baby. And it's like so happy. And Brennan looks so sad does she she does i thought she was happy i'll pull it up no she looks like she's gonna cry well she's gonna cry but she's not sad she's happy that maybe like happy tears because this kid's not going into foster care yeah and she hands the baby over it's like the changing of the guard like she has the baby they sign the paper she gives the baby and they're like here you go and then brennan's like she's sad but she's like happy sad you know this kid is too much man too much such a sweetheart i'm curious what this kid looks like now because this kid would be 16 years old who played the kid i want to know like i was gonna look that up earlier yeah exactly who played Uh baby handy on bones so cute on bones on bones like with even baby in the bow. Who was the baby I, in bones? They don't even oh portrayed by Jack Jack Metcalf. Jack Metcalf. Is that the name? Jack. Metcalf. Apparently. Baby on bones. 
on bones camera and electrical department andy taylor this is andy the right taylor. age andy taylor lou taylor wiki look at the bones wiki here that's what i'm Additional information <laughs> we're just going down a rabbit hole over here i know we're told okay so let's finish this up so the the case is closed baby's handed off perfect next we have booth and brennan they're having coffee together in the tailgate of the booth's suv it's weird the truck's parked yeah. at a weird angle in the middle of the woods they're drinking coffee i'm like this can't <laughs> be comfortable no definitely booth, not then booth and she are talking about having kids and whether she wants kids and he says uh he says that she's running out of time to have them basically he's like, like yo shut up he says he <laughs> says you have time but not too much time and she's like fuck you and she hits him on the shoulder and spills coffee all over him and she's like look what you did and he's like what do you mean you did it to me anyway it's just really funny and then booth or Brennan tells Booth at this point that she's going to rebuild the bridge into that little community in T Tucker County in Huntsville, I guess it's named. Yeah. So that their economy can come back to life. And then Booth tells her to buy a house there and get a big TV. Booth <laughs> and then is they're going to go fishing. He's obsessed with fishing and television for some reason. Yes. Like, I've never heard him talk about fishing before. And now and he talks talks about fishing this whole time and a five layer dip and she's like um a seven layer dip he's like even better <laughs> yeah and then he says you could buy a house and you could go visit andy the kid yeah and i'm like that would never fucking happen like boundaries people like give me a friggin' break oh yeah no um oh yeah who is this who's auntie brennan oh she helped find your uh she helped find your, your mom's killer this... we're gonna okay talk about <laughs> trauma talk about trauma yeah anyway booth is like giving her a hard time and do do boo do talking baby to her is like yeah. come on and then she sticks a soother in his mouth and he <laughs> kind of sucks on it like, nom, 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 like this it was really <laughs> funny booth was so on fire he was on oh, fire was. this whole time he was so delightful anyway this that's is a great episode. episode honestly right, especially i feel like it was highlighted as an even better episode because the last because last episode was filmed out of order like out of sequence so their their chemistry did not exist at all in the last episode but right. their chemistry was back and like on fire in this episode so cute look at this baby i'm seeing a picture of baby andy he's so cute so cute so oh you God. liked it because of their chemistry and everything their chemistry was great i thought it was funny it was obviously a very dark episode but they made it very light which i thought was nice hmm. yeah what did you think I laughed a lot. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of really funny things. Um, it made me cry at one point. Mm -hmm. But I just want to say this. This kid's mother is dead. I just felt like, I feel like anytime I hear about a tragic car accident where the mother dies and the child survives. Yeah. I it is the saddest most heartbreaking awful things right yeah and i felt like it was weird how this kid was fine like he didn't <laughs> didn't affect him at all that his mother was dead he didn't like cry because he missed her or anything and no it's one unusual. seemed to really 
talk about it. Yeah. I feel like because you can't get a baby, like, you couldn't, it would be traumatic to have a baby just, like, bawling his eyes out the whole time. Well, no, you can't have a fucking show with that. But I'm just saying, like, I just thought, like, the, it lacked a little bit of gravitas because it's the situation. (laughs) The situation is fucking tragic. Oh, yeah. Like, she's, like, barely getting by scraping trying to make ends meet she has this deadbeat asshole guy who won't stop like draining her of her life's blood exactly she's in constant physical pain and then she has to suffer the indignity of getting killed and set on fire yeah for what for a few thousand dollars? Like, seriously, Brittany, how much money is there in this place? This, I wonder, just thinking about it now that I've thought about it even more, this town, like, the people are so broke that maybe... Yeah. There's a desperation. And a couple, yeah, even, like, a couple thousand bucks. Yeah. But then why would, but why would corporate send someone to investigate just, like, a couple thousand bucks? It's the desperation of it. It's depressing. Like, if you think about the depressing town, this horrible tire plant, this guy embezzling, then Mm -hmm. being, you know, this murder happening, like, just like the indignity on the indignity. And then she lives in a trailer park. And like I said, that deadbeat town, I tell you. One one after another thing. It's a tragic situation. And maybe she's better off, you know, better off. Probably. Sometimes it's like, I think about that. It's like, you know what? Why, why suffer anymore? It's terrible, man. Well, she was in horrible pain every Uh, single day. Awful. Okay. I understand. I understand. Kelly. What? Who is your lab rat? Oh, we got to do kings first. Okay. Who is your king? The baby. (laughs) That should have been mine too. But mine was Brennan. <laughs> I have Can a I king and a prince. I have a king and a prince. Okay. A king is your prince is the baby. baby? Okay, no, the, king the king is the baby. Is the baby. He's the okay, king of the, the whole prince. show. That that guy at the tire plant who helped them out, that the African American dude, he was awesome. I love. He was him. great. What a great character. He was very like very cool guy, and I yeah. was I was made a joke while I was making notes when they looked at the machine where they put the tires in the big uh, the grinder or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Have you ever seen a movie called Mannequin? No. Oh my god. So. Oh my god! It, it sounds like it would be scary. Is it scary? Brittany, it's so great. No, it's not scary at all. It stars Andrew <laughs> McCarthy and Kim Cattrall, and it's a thing where this oh. guy he dresses windows at a mall. It's called Mannequin. It's a classic '80s rom commy weird premise where she's like this reanimated ancient mummy that's a mannequin and. Oh he's the only one who can see her or something anyway it's just crazy what there is a machine at the end of that that's exactly like the tire shredder no i I called it the mannequin machine because it's the same one i'm looking this mannequin movie oh my god kim control looks so young oh my god they're babies andy mccarthy is 
so hot. I love Andrew McCarthy. He looks so young. There's a guy who lives next door to us. His name is Nick, and he looks like Andrew McCarthy. And I, every time I look at him, I'm like, oh, my God, he's so cute. You're he's like, so Damn. cute. <laughs> and I, try, I was trying to hook him up with Al. <laughs> but she wasn't going for it. I was like, Allie, he looks like Andrew McCarthy. She's like, I don't know who that is. And he already has a girlfriend, so stop it. <laughs> and were you like, just because there's a goalie doesn't mean you can't score. It's okay. You can get him. <laughs> anyway. That's hilarious. Who's your my, king? My king was Brennan. Brennan? Because okay. she came in here. She was uncomfortable with the whole baby thing at first. Then ended up nailing it toward the end. Was yes. really looking out for his best interests. Like making sure health-wise he was okay. And then yes. went above and beyond. And saw how yes. horrible the economy was in this town. And is going to use her hard-earned money to rebuild this town, basically, by putting that bridge back in place. So, Which makes her less Republican. So, yes. I don't know. She is a, she contains multitudes, this Brennan woman. She uses her money for good. Also, phalanges, phalanges, phalanges. <laughs> Who's thinks- your rock? Bones are boring. Bones are boring. <laughs> dry <laughs> um chip chip is definitely my lab rat because chip. what the hell he what burned hell? a kid alive or uh, sorry a mother alive in front of her kid and he has five kids of his own like no he should go to jail and rot there you're right who's yes, your he's terrible your lab he's rat? terrible this kid's gonna need therapy oh yeah definitely Honestly, it was a real toss-up. Obviously, Chip is horrible, and I agree with you, but I've decided that Lou is my uh, rat because he's a useless piece of shit (laughs) who (laughs) fucking was the worst of the deadbeats, like the most deadbeat of deadbeats. 100%. Yeah. I just hated him. I I hate guys like that. He was was just an energy suck, you could tell. Yeah. He was bad. Bad news bears. And poor yeah. poor Meg was trying to support him all this time. She wasn't trying. She was codependently forced to. True. In the hopes that one day he would not be a deadbeat dad, perhaps. In the hopes one day he'd finally come around. Yeah. Anyway. How are we feeling about that? That's pretty good. We're ready to go to the next one. I like it. Yeah. All right. I want to thank everybody for joining us today. I want to remind you to check out our uh, social media, especially our Instagram. I'll eventually post something up there. Send us an email if you want. Like, subscribe, review, please. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Tell people about the podcast, please. And yeah, I just want to thank you again for joining us for another episode of... Squintcast. Squintcast. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Squintcast with me, Kelly Booth, and my and your new friend, Brittany Elsner. The Bones theme is performed by The Crystal Method. They can be found on Instagram and YouTube at The Crystal Method and at thecrystalmethod.com. Intro and outro music is by Twisterium at Pixabay. 
Cover art was done by Irena Dolenz Stajan. You can find us on Instagram and TikTok at Squintcast. Email us at squintcastpodcast at gmail.com. You can find me at fab underscore empire underscore on Instagram and TikTok. Brittany is at Brittany81523 on Instagram. See you next time.